Welcome to the Gridiron Goodies Podcast. I am your host, as always, Stephen Scott. On today's episode, I will preview the remaining slate of games for Week 9, we'll talk about our best bets, and end with some fantasy football advice. Now Week 9 is looking to be a little top-heavy matchup-wise. This is exactly why I created my watchable games list. For any new listeners, this is where I choose my top 5-ish favorite matchups for the week. I dig into these matchups a little deeper than the ones in my speed round. First up, we have a battle of two 6-2 teams with the Dolphins and the Chiefs playing in Germany. Kansas City is supposed to be the home team, and they are also two-point favorites coming into this matchup. There's been a lot of chatter recently about how the defense of the Chiefs is now their strength. I think this is total nonsense. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Andy Reid are, in fact, the strength of this team. Their defense is just better than it has been in the past, and they are a more balanced team because of this. They are, however, coming off of an embarrassing loss to the Broncos last week. Blame it on the flu or whatever, but Mahomes and that offense looked out of sync at best. They may continue to struggle here. Vic Fangio is the Dolphins' secret weapon in this game. He faced the Chiefs a million times as head coach of my Denver Broncos. While the Broncos lost all of those games, Fangio's defenses always played Kansas City well. The return of Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey strengthened this argument. As showcased last week by Justin Simmons, good safety play can throw off the passing duo of the Chiefs. The Dolphins have two good ones in Deshaun Elliott and Javon Holland. Typically, Fangio likes to stick a linebacker on Kelsey for his underneath routes. Responsible for this role will be David Long Jr. and Jerome Baker, who have both been good and bad in pass coverage this year. This should be an interesting matchup. We could see a lot of short routes and yak rumbles for Kelsey. Rasheed Rice has been slowly creeping into the role of receiver number two, but I've noticed that it's Justin Watson that Mahomes seems to trust more on need-to-have-it type situations. He could have a decent day here as well. Javante Williams and the running attack of the Broncos last week proved the old trope true. You can run on the Chiefs' defense. If the Dolphins are going to win this game, they need to take a page out of that book. The rushing unit of the Dolphins are an underrated piece in this offense. Mostert will need to have a solid day to unlock Hill and Waddle down the field. Tua's quick game may run into a bit of a speed bump with the way these defensive backs of the Chiefs like to play. Legereus Sneed and Trent McDuffie play sticky coverages. This has bit Sneed in the ass several times, however, drawing laundry in big spots in a few games. If I've noticed this, you can guarantee Mike McDaniel has as well. I expect him to unleash a couple deep balls looking for those calls for free yardage, and he'll probably get at least one. Overall, this game should be one of the better ones on the slate. I'm excited to see if the Dolphins team can finally show up against a true contender. I believe they will. I'm taking the Dolphins to win. Next up, we have the 5-2 Seahawks visiting the 6-2 Ravens at home. Baltimore is favored by 6 points coming into this matchup. The addition of Leonard Williams makes the already strong Seattle defense even stronger. 
I'm curious to see how that front will match up against the rushing attack of the Ravens. Gus Edwards has been a beast lately up the middle, and Justice Hill has proven quite dangerous in the short passing game. Bobby Wagner will have his hands full trying to defend this while keeping an eye on the always dangerous Mark Andrews. Flying under the radar is the tackling ability of the Seahawks secondary. This should help keep outside runs and Lamar Jackson scrambles in check. While Seattle's defense is stout, the Ravens' defense is a top five unit. Michael Pierce is an absolute monster against the run. Kenneth Walker and the rushing attack of the Seahawks may struggle here. If Baltimore can manage to force Seattle to be one-dimensional, their passing game may struggle as well. Adafe Owe, Jadavian Clowney, and Justin Matabike have been providing consistent pressure all year. I don't see that changing in this one, especially against a middling offensive line of the Seahawks. We're likely to see some Geno-on-Geno crime in this game as well. Geno Smith has been fairly careless with the ball, and Geno Stone leads the league in interceptions. This could spell disaster for the Seahawks. Overall, I don't think the offense of the Seahawks can match the defense of the Ravens. For this reason, I'm taking the Ravens to win. Next, we have a showdown for dominance in the NFC East, with the 5-2 Dallas Cowboys visiting the 7-1 Philadelphia Eagles at home. Philly enters this game as three-point favorites. A.J. Brown has to be, at the very least, in the conversation for Offensive Player of the Year, if not the outright winner. This guy is having an amazing season, and it's hard to see that being derailed against the secondary of the Cowboys. If Dallas wants to keep the scoring low, they'll have to rely on their stellar edge unit. Micah Parsons and Tank Lawrence continue to be one of the best pass-rushing duos in the league. They will need to be in Jalen Hurts' face all game. The Cowboys' defense can be run on, and we all know how much the Eagles love to run the ball. Both DeAndre Swift and Jalen Hurts have the potential to have a big day on the ground. I'm curious to see how Dallas decides to approach this. Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, and the passing offense of the Cowboys will be facing a secondary of the Eagles who have struggled at times this year. However, the recent addition of Kevin Bayard in the back end might change this dynamic. I'm interested to see this matchup here. The offensive line of the Cowboys has had its issues in pass protection, and they face one of the top rushing units in the league. Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick have been wrecking games all year. Dak Prescott may have a bad time in this department. Dallas will need to figure out how to get its running game going to negate this. Overall, I think the defense of the Eagles will prove too much for the inconsistent offense of the Cowboys. They will struggle to score while Philly leans on its running game to milk the clock. The Eagles will win this one in front of their home crowd. Up next, we have the 5-3 Buffalo Bills visiting the 4-3 Cincinnati Bengals at home on Sunday night. Cincinnati is favored by 2.5 points coming into this matchup. Joe Burrow and the Bengals seem to be finally hitting their stride, and this bodes to be a dangerous thing for the other teams in the AFC. When this team is hitting on all cylinders, it seems that no one can stop them. This could very well be the case here against an inconsistent Bills team. 
Josh Allen seems to be straddling the line between his old, old self and his old self, forming some kind of weird hybrid current self. I've stated in several of my previous episodes that he seems to be under a different kind of pressure, and this no doubt continues to be true still. The majority of this pressure stemming from the struggles they've encountered from their defensive unit. Now they have added Rasul Douglas to the mix, which was a good move, but I'm not sure how much this changes that narrative. Lining him up against Jamar Chase on his first outing with his team is for sure a tall task. Overall, I think the Bengals' offensive firepower will be too much for the Bills' defense to handle. The Bills will fall behind early, and Josh Allen will try to do too much and start to make mistakes. The Bengals will win this one at home. The next matchup is the 3-4 LA Chargers visiting the 4-3 New York Jets at home on Monday night. LA is favored by 3.5 points in this game. I feel like the Jets' defense will dictate the outcome of this game. The Chargers' offense is extremely inconsistent. Justin Herbert had a decent game last week, but that was against a struggling defense of Chicago. This will be a different story here against one of the best defenses in the league of the Jets. Quinnen Williams, Jermaine Johnson, and Bryce Huff have been monsters rushing the passer. To mitigate against this, Herbert will have to get the ball out quickly. Eckler could be poised to have a very productive day receiving, especially with Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed matched up with Keenan Allen on the outside, limiting his targets. The Chargers will need a second wide receiver to step up. I'm curious to see if either Josh Palmer or Quentin Johnston manage to fill this role. Can the law firm of Wilson, Wilson, and Hall provide enough points to edge out the Chargers? This is a good defense to potentially have success against. The Chargers secondary has been unreliable at best, as has their run-stopping unit. The strength of this defense lies within its pass rush, and the weakness of the Jets' offense is their pass protection. We are likely to see a heavy workload for Brees Hall here. Overall, I think the Jets will score just enough points to eke out a victory at home. I'm taking New York over LA. And that will conclude our watchable games list. Let's move on to the speed round. First we have the 4-4 Minnesota Vikings visiting the also 4-4 Atlanta Falcons at home. Atlanta is 3.5 point favorites. Both passing games will likely struggle. The Vikings run game stinks and the Falcons doesn't. Falcons win. Up next, we have the 1-7 Arizona Cardinals at the 4-3 Cleveland Browns. Cleveland is favored by 10 points here. Arizona is in full tank mode now, and Cleveland needs to win to stay relevant in their division. Browns win. Next up, we have the 3-5 LA Rams visiting the 2-5 Green Bay Packers at home. Green Bay is favored by 3.5 points. Green Bay finds a way to stop the losing streak, and the Packers take the win at home. Next up, we have the 3-5 Washington Commanders visiting the 2-6 New England Patriots at home. New England is favored by 2.5 points. The Commanders don't care about this season anymore, but neither do the Patriots. This game will end in a 0-0 tie. Just kidding. Bill will find a way to win at home. Patriots win. 
Up next, we have the 2-6 Chicago Bears visiting the 4-4 New Orleans Saints at home. New Orleans is favored by 8.5 points. The Bears' offense is no match for the Saints' defense. Saints win. Next up, we have the 3-4 Tampa Bay Buccaneers visiting the 3-4 Houston Texans. Houston is favored by 2.5 points. This is a fairly evenly matched game across the board. Gotta go with the home team in that situation. Texans win. Next up, we have the 3-5 Indianapolis Colts visiting the 1-6 Carolina Panthers at home. Indy is favored by 2.5 points. The Colts will run all over the Panthers and grab the win. Next up, we have the 2-6 New York Giants visiting the 3-5 Las Vegas Raiders at home. Las Vegas is favored by 1.5 points. Raiders get the new head coach bump at home and take the win. And that will conclude this week's speed round. Let's go ahead and take a quick break right here. Alright, welcome back. Let's go ahead and dive into our betting strategy for this weekend. Normally, I first like to look at the most productive offensive units in the league. But this week, I'd like to narrow that list down even more. Let's first take a look at the top rushing units in the league and try to pick out any favorable matchups. The first matchup I like is Raheem Mostert against the run defense of the Chiefs, who just allowed Javante Williams and Jaleel McLaughlin to run wild. I also like Isaiah Pacheco on the flip side. Gus Edwards against the Cardinals is a good one. The matchup of DeAndre Swift against the Cowboys seems favorable as well. And we also have a good chance of a tush-push, Jalen Hurts score. Jonathan Taylor or Zach Moss against the Panthers could be profitable. And I really don't see any other rushing matchups that I like. Let's move on to the top passing offenses and their matchups. I like the Ravens against the Cardinals again. Mark Andrews specifically. Cincinnati has a favorable matchup with Jamar Chase against Buffalo's struggling secondary. On the other side of the field, I also like Stephon Diggs. I am tempted to go with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell. However, I kind of want to stay away from any Miami receivers on this one. But Travis Kelsey of the Chiefs is always a viable threat, so I like him here. Both Alvin Kamara and Austin Eckler will likely be the recipients of a bunch of checkdowns and should be good picks here. Lastly, I like A.J. Brown to continue his dominance. This should give us plenty to work with, so let's go ahead and move on to my best bets. My straight five bets are Mostert to score a touchdown, A.J. Brown to score a touchdown, Mark Andrews to score a touchdown, Jonathan Taylor to score a touchdown, and lastly, Jamar Chase to score a touchdown. Now my three-leg parlay for this week consists of the following legs. The first leg, Jamar Chase over 100 yards receiving. The second leg, A.J. Brown over 100 yards receiving. And the last leg, Raheem Mostert over 60 yards rushing. Moving on to my fantasy football advice, here are my top five sleeper picks for this weekend. First, we have Rashid Shahid of the Saints. Second, we have Taylor Heineke for the Falcons. Third, I like Kareem Hunt for the Browns. Fourth, I like Justin Watson for the Chiefs. 
And then lastly, I like Josh Downs for the Colts. And that will conclude this week's sleeper picks. Overall, this week has a lot of potential playoff race shaping matchups, and it should be extremely exciting. And that will wrap up today's preview episode. I hope you all have a great weekend. I will be back with a recap on Tuesday as always. I'll see you next time.